You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hey everybody, happy Monday. It's Jordan. You read the fucking title, The Female Orgasm. Somebody recently said they wish I would use less F-bombs. And as a people pleaser, I always want to, you know, just make everybody feel comfortable. I know, hard to believe considering the content I'm delivering. But when it comes to cursing, that is just one thing, especially on this podcast. No, sir, I am so sorry. I won't say your username, but I already have to watch my mouth as a mother. This space is where she's letting fucking loose, okay? This space is a space for all, a safe space. That's what I meant. I can't even finish my fucking delivery. This is a safe space for us to all talk about all the things, no judgment. I mean, a little bit of judgment. I definitely am not going to hold back my judgment, but you're a-okay with me. Except the person who suggested bestiality for the audio erotica. Ugh, it's not my vibe. Not my vibe, okay? On social media, I've asked y'all more about yourselves so I can learn about y'all. I see a lot of y'all are parents, okay? And so I just wanted to do like a moment of silence for all the parents that have children that are just cock blocking them, soul sucking, and just draining them mentally emotionally, physically. And I just want to let you know you are loved. You are seen. It. They say it passes and that there's other seasons really looking forward to that. You know, people are like, oh, treasure, treasure this age. You're going to wish they were cuddling you. I'm like, bitch, listen, I'm touched the fuck out, okay, by children, children. Now, I hope there's no Karens getting their panties in a wad. I don't think so. I don't think that's my crowd. I think y'all are the kind of people who can relate and you know exactly what I'm talking about. I love my child. I would literally jump in front of a train, kill someone, murder someone, swim across the seven seas. I don't know about that, but I would fucking try to do anything for my child, to advance my child. I would be that mom probably saying my kid was in the rowing club to get in the best school. I know, I'd probably be the mom in jail. That's not gonna happen, just few, you know, that was just a joke, but you, if you know, you know. And on the other end of that spectrum, I literally want to lock myself in a closet and rip all of my hair out. And sometimes I imagine banging my head through the drywall out of sheer frustration. And I think all the moms can relate. I think all of us are nodding our head. If you don't have kids, God bless. I told, I see you like some people are like, how could they live a life and not procreate? I, I can see, I can see why you didn't do it. And probably hearing that was like a hmm, nice confirmation of the lifestyle you chose. So ladies and gentlemen, what is the best thing you can give a woman who's stressed out, not feeling good? Some women are gonna be like, please don't touch me. But in my opinion, I'm gonna say, give her an orgasm. To anyone skeptical or even the men that are like, I don't think my wife does want me to come near her when she's stressed. It actually, she'll thank you later. 
like if you need to just go down on her just to calm her down from her day or just show I love you, I'm here for you. That's a real man. A real man is not going to make it about himself and is going to give this woman some fucking relief. Okay, and I know that everybody can't be Prince Charming and just get on their knees. But hey, men, don't y'all like fantasize about a woman who just gets on her knees? So (laughs) vice versa. Now, fuck my opinion. Just throw all that trash away. Let's get down to the facts. Okay, I did a little homeworky. I did a little research. I'm looking into the orgasm. It's funny how so many men are so confident in their ability to help their women achieve orgasm, especially, you know, if you've been in a long-term relationship, you know they didn't just fucking marry you for no reason. In fact, I asked y'all, and you men, I asked, do you bring your spouse partner to Climax every time? 53% of you said, yes, you do. 47% said, no. A lot of y'all direct messaged me and explained, and I appreciated the honesty so fucking much because let's just face it, okay? A lot of the times, okay, women aren't getting off all the time. In fact, 25% admit to struggling to climax. 40% say they struggle to climax with penetration alone. And I don't even buy that shit. That was in 2018. Like, then they weren't surveying everybody, okay? Because I'm sure there's a more correct statistic on Google that a lot of women are not climaxing from penetration alone. I think that is the minority, in fact. When I asked the women the same thing, do you get off every time when having sex with your significant other? Noticed how I worded that? I didn't say, does your partner make you orgasm every time? I said, do you get off every time? And they said, 44% said yes, and 56% said no. So... Ladies, I just want to tell you right now that you are responsible for your orgasm. I know that's going to be maybe an unpopular opinion, controversial, but it's fucking true and I'll tell you why. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, duh, I want a guy to know what he's doing in the bedroom, okay? I don't want to get some guy who's completely unexperienced. Maybe some girls are into that. You know, I did have Buck a Virgin on my bucket list and I never got to cross it off. And I'm married now, so I've let it go. And ew, ew, I, no, that was so mean. That was so mean. I wasn't saying ew. But I don't want to fuck a virgin anymore. I think that was on my bucket list at age 16. And I just didn't know what I wanted. It just sounded enticing. And now you're like, no, yeah, I want someone who has some idea of the female body. And willingness is the most important, guys. Willingness, explore her fucking body. Practice makes perfect, okay? But women, if he's not doing it, if you're faking it to protect his ego, you're just doing a disservice. And like, we're all guilty, okay? I remember giggling with my girlfriends, drinking our drinks, being like, yeah, I said I came like six times. And he like ate that shit up. We were 19, okay? He had no idea what the Like, he knew what was going on. I mean, he was fucking everybody and me. He was not being good to me. But I don't know. I He liked it. He liked hearing that. I said it. I don't know if he was buying it. I'm pretty sure he was fucking buying it. 
but I was not, I did not get off six times. Okay. And at that point, that was when I had my, I was a freak by then lost my virginity at 17. So I thought that was like old. Okay. But it's actually, I think normal. No, not now. Now that's like a grandma, I think, which is horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. But I was like scared. I was scared of it. No, I, I knew I liked it. I knew I liked the way it felt. I knew that I loved having sex, but I was naive and I didn't know and inexperienced. So, you know, it just takes one guy to just fuck your world up and trample your self-esteem to just really bring out the inner fucking freak. And as a woman, you know your body more than anybody. You know, we all know we can get ourselves off way quicker than anybody else can, right? They say lesbians are having more orgasms than any other couples because they have this deeper understanding of the female body, right? You know, it makes sense. Just like, do you want a hand job from your girlfriend, wife, whatever? Like, do you really want one? I don't think I know many guys who have like that, that interest because I am sure you can do it better yourself. You know, maybe you want to watch another girl give it to you, but wouldn't you rather her just put her mouth on it? You know, like who wants a good old handy? That's for you and Pamela Henderson. I thought that was so funny when I first heard that. Not as funny now when I'm delivering it, but yeah, no, you stick to your hand jobs. I will hard pass on that. I do think, I remember doing that when I was younger too and thinking it was like so cool. I actually gave a guy a hand job in class one time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, made him came in his pants, made him come in his pants. Mm -hmm. That was fun. What a fucking whore. Okay, anyways, moving on, pivoting right back to my point. And that was ladies, teach him if you don't know what the fuck he's doing if he could use a little brushing up in his skills maybe he totally rocked it out of the park park and you have disconnected it's been a little bit because a lot of y'all messaged me say well it's been a little bit life tore us apart or we're going through this we're going through that how do i get the spice back why don't you make a little mission to relearn your partner's body why don't you explore that thing and map it out like you've never mapped it out before. It's like reading a book for the second time. You're like, try again, bitch, like the millionth time. But you never know what little tidbits you'll find, a little new touch. We evolve. Do you know actually another cool orgasm fact? Our orgasms get better with age. And you know why that is, why they report that, or why older or people past 35 report experiencing better orgasms than they did when they were younger is because you gain experience. It's because you know your body more and you're not just blindly letting another person try. I mean, we're all different people with all different anatomy, all different vaginas, if you will. Okay. And it matters. There's like all kinds of different clits and different types of vaginas and how it folds and how it hangs. It's so much different than a dick, okay? You got to navigate that shit. And obviously the older we get and the more experienced we get, the more pleasure we're going to have. We know what to do. We know how to get there. Sometimes I think that works to our disadvantage because we know how to get there so well that we like can miss out on connection. So you got to really slow that shit down. And especially for the female orgasm men, Take your sweet time foreplay is so important. So let's elaborate on the vagina and warming it up. 
getting it ready for its orgasm because there's levels to this shit. And if you really want to know, guys, if you really want to know a woman's vagina, that's where you're going to want to take notes of how she touches herself. Truly, that's literally giving you a how-to. Going right along with practice makes perfect. When you are pleasuring her, when you're eating her out, when you're fingering her, when you're touching her, just rubbing her clit, see how she reacts physically. Uh, is she moaning? And women don't moan all the fucking time, okay? Like moan when it feels good. And if it's not feeling good, you don't need to put on this gigantic performance, which I, I am not saying be fucking a mime. Is that what it's called? A mime? Like the people that don't talk, don't do that shit. Nobody likes someone who is not vocal at all. Boo, boo. Uh, but why don't you teach him like a dog and moan when it feels good so you're giving positive reinforcement affirmation for doing something good like good boy because if you're just affirming all of it he's gonna think all of it's working and that's why so many guys when you tell them this is like a common thing women joke about or make fun of with men is that like the second we tell them we're about to get off they like speed up or like they do something to ruin it so all the men listening i I'm sh- I feel like haven't a million women told you this? Why do you still not understand? So let's just take it home. If she is telling you she is right there, I wonder if y'all just heard my stomach make that noise. If she is telling you she is right there, keep going steady as she goes. Steady as she goes. Just keep doing what you're doing. You're doing wonderful, sweetie. Now for those of you struggling or just wanting more insight into the female orgasm and are like, how exactly do I fucking give her this? There's more than one kind of orgasm. Okay, first of all, there's the clit, obviously, so friction, the rubbing, the diddling of the skittle. And that orgasm is the most similar to a man's orgasm, which totally makes sense. And you know what I mean? Get it? Like if our clit becomes erect, essentially, engorged, okay? And then there's the release. I don't know why that sounded so not cute, but I guess the guys think it's cute. I don't know. And this orgasm is the easiest to obtain. In my opinion, I think in a lot of girls' opinions, this is the like most popular way we're getting off. And usually if we're orgasming with penetration, it's because there's also stimulation going on in the clit or elsewhere, which we're going to talk about. And it's just like a big factor in amping us up there. I know that is the number one way I get off. And for many women, it's the only way. So no stigma, no shame. That is, that's just the way it goes. And no one should feel bad about it. Guys shouldn't feel bad about it. It's like if we're getting off and we're all feeling lovely, like what does it matter technically where it's coming from? Now I know, I know FOMO right? We got the fear of missing out. Like, I want to experience an orgasm this way and this way and that way. And that is why the internet is a beautiful thing. And there's toys and there's things we can use outside factors to maximize our chances, our pleasure, whether it be position, toys, prolonged foreplay, etc. Our second type of orgasm is vaginal stimulation, penetration, the G-spot. 
so also known as the G-spot, which for, I think a lot of the guys know this, but let's just refresh on our education, okay? They say it's like the spongy, porous feeling, hard surface. If you stick the fingies in, probably to, you know, depending on how big your hands are, you know, the second the first knuckle, the first knuckle, not too deep in. Surprisingly, not too deep in, which just goes to show you, fellas, here you go. So many of y'all are like, does my dick size matter? As long as you can reach that G-spot, anything is a possibility, Peter. Just for everyone's knowledge, Peter didn't actually ask me that. I just threw Peter out there, okay? Just fit. In the third and I guess final, okay, if there's more, just fucking let me know. Sensory pathways, they're erogenous zones, okay? So your breasts, your nipples, your asshole, I don't know. That's, yeah, that, that is one. But there's like, your earlobes can be one. There are people that can get off from fucking sneezing, okay? And sneezing actually is, I think, one sixteenth of an orgasm. So if you sneeze 16 times in a row, no, I don't know. But I have heard that. But some people are very, very, very sensitive, which is like good for you, girlfriend. I knew a girl that like sat on top of her dryer one time and got off. I know, right? Like, what? <laughs> I would be lying to say I didn't go home and try it because I did. And I don't know if like my floor was really level or something, but I just didn't get the same effect. And as far as the erogenous zones go, like this is not talking about, you know, the vibrating from your dryer on your vagina. We're talking about the other body parts. And it's crazy. People can, like I said, come in multiple ways. There is, you know, the workout that where your arms are posted up and you're lifting your legs up like total dead weight. I'm sure there's a name for this workout and I sound like a fucking idiot, but it's called a corgasm. And I didn't know until I was doing this and I was like, I'm about to come in the gym, like not from sex. And I went home and Googled it and was like, when you almost have an orgasm from a workout and it's a real fucking thing. It is a real fucking thing. So I felt immediately okay. I was like, Jesus Christ, something is wrong. There is actually such thing as a hands-free orgasm because these zones or sensory pathways can be so sensitive to people. And there are people that uh, think, can think their way to an orgasm. So that's really hands-free. Because when I thought hands-free, I was like, oh, they're not touching themselves, like their private part. But no, this is like thinking your way to an orgasm. I'm not kidding. You can fucking fact check me, okay? In fact, I'm sure some of you fucking freaks do it all the damn time. And I totally see how that could happen because sometimes you just get so, so, so hot and bothered. Have you ever been so horny and then like you only have the option of yourself and you like go to pleasure yourself or watch porn and it's like over? And you're like, I didn't even get started. Now, with all the knowledge we have just gained from these three types of orgasms, people are like, what fucking knowledge, bitch? 
there is such thing as a combo orgasm. Men were informing the men. All the ladies were like, bitch, I'm bored. I know this shit. But a lot of the guys don't, okay? So we get off more than one way. And usually it's not just from penetration. And like the girls that do get that, the girls that do get off just from penetration, I want to slap you, kiss you, and cast a spell on you all at the same time. And the spell would be to be able to feel what you're feeling, girlfriend, because I'm jealous. But yeah, most of the time, there's other factors going on to help a woman get there, and it's doing all the things. And guys, here's the pro tip I have for you. So edging, I'm sure all guys know what edging is, and you practice that. If you don't, I'll give you the little Urban Dictionary rundown really quick. Getting seconds away from climax and stopping, waiting for a few more seconds and starting again. Do this a few more times, then you are meant to have an amazing long climax and you feel great. Now, as a woman, I will tell you how sometimes it can get annoying to like back off, like especially when it's going great for us and you're going and then you stop to hold off for your orgasm when we were almost there. That sucks. But if you are trying to orgasm together which you can do intentionally it doesn't have to be like something that just magically happens for the both of you and it was like oh yes we came together this time which ladies if you're listening you can pretend that that did happen organically but or you could intentionally do it so men if you want to come at the same time with your girl extra bonding butterfly moment really you know the fireworks going like hold that shit off until she's ready and then let her go. That's going to take control and self-discipline and practice maybe. Now, I think as long as both partners are getting off and I get it every time it can't be just like how we think in our head it should go. Okay. That's not reality. Sometimes the guy is going to get off before he ideally wanted to or before you could or she didn't have one for whatever reason, and it has nothing to do with you. So guys have to stop taking it so personally when the girl doesn't get off. I read way earlier in the episode those poll results, and it's like the the men that think they're getting their wife off every single time, like I'm just going to bet a little bit, maybe a lot of it, that you might be believing a lie or she's got it covered where like I make sure 99% of the time when we're having sex, when my husband and I are having sex, whatever that may look like for that session, I am getting off because I'm going to make sure that happens no matter fucking what. And if that means after and it didn't work out and he's doing whatever for me to make sure I get mine, then so be it. And have there been times where it's just not in the cards for whatever reason, yes. That's totally fucking normal. So quit making your wife feel bad about that. I will say, if it's consistently, if it's every time, if you are literally never seeing this woman get off, then there is a problem and you need to stop letting that fall at the wayside or not addressing it. And if you are addressing it and she is not giving two fucks, then something is fucking up. Because I will tell you, a woman who gets laid often is a chiller bitch. She's she's happier. She's not as bitchy. She's not as she's a woman who's getting laid. Let's talk about the orgasm gap. Let's talk about that. I made a reel 
talking about how like a while ago it was the reel that literally grew the freaky fam so much and that was the in regards to completion like how long it takes that the average male lasts seven to eight minutes with penetration until they climax whereas a woman's average time with penetration stimulation is 18 minutes until she finishes and the other gap which goes hand in hand with this is that 87% of men report consistent completion. Like they consistently get off and climax during sex. While only 49% of women said they consistently get off from having sex. Now that's a gap we got to close. The first one I think is totally like a biology thing. How our bodies are wired, made, etc. But the other one is just fucking miscommunication. I know damn well that uh, the men, a part of the freaky family, reaching out, they care so much about wanting to please their partner on how to better please their partner, how to be a better lover, how to have better sex, how to connect more in their marriage. Like I see some of y'all's hearts in the DMs. I do, I do. But but a little cynical and I still have to own my vagina, a part of me does wonder, you know, I hope this isn't all talk. I hope that they're not just going here and expressing this concern, but at home expressing this concern. I always try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt and assume that, you know, a lot of the times it's a long time of neglect or someone's checked out, someone's not participating, someone is stonewalling, someone's emotionally unavailable. And I know we're animals and I know we're all capable of getting off and meeting the physical primal need. But when you're emotionally connected and when things are going good, like choo-choo on the right train, that orgasm is going to hit different. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise be. And men, just like you can feel when a girl's into you or not, and you can, I think some, a lot of men have self-awareness enough. I mean, I know there's some that don't, and depending on how good of an actor she is, but for the most part, I'm sure a guy could tell when a girl is not into them, when she's just being a dead fish or whatever, you know. Girls can feel the same thing. We know if it's you're just trying to get off with us and we could be any fucking body, or if you're into us and wanting to fuck us. So, food for thought. Now, before we go into listener questions, I wanted to first be desperate and shamelessly promote myself. If you like what you hear, if you want to hear more, if you want to keep the lights on, if you want to be a part of the Freaky Fam, subscribe on iTunes, follow on Spotify, wherever you're listening. Give five stars, pretty fucking please, because I have noticed that I've gotten a couple more uh, one stars. None of those want to leave a constructive criticism comment, which is hilarious. Yet, I guess sweet, right? You don't want to just like publicly shit on me, but you can go to my Instagram, which is at the Horny Housewife Podcast, and slide in my DMs and tell me why you fucking hated me so much or were triggered enough to go, you know what? Let me just shit on her little passion project and click the one star. Not very nice. Not very nice. But if you do like it, go ahead and give it some love. It really does help more than you fucking know. So honestly, it's the least you could do for me delivering free content every Monday. You know, is that a deal? 
Is that fair? What do you think about that? You know, we keep it real here. I love you. No, but truly, I love all of you. Okay, the first listener question. It's pretty juicy. Okay. Sorry, that was probably mean to the person who does not think this is juicy at all. And they're like, this is my life, bitch. Okay. I feel like I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. I'm 33. My wife and I have been together for five years, two kids, four years old and eight months. And I love them more than anything. And our sex life sucks. It's never been good, actually. I talked to her about different ways we can enhance it over the years, but it never works. On the rare occasion we do have sex, like once a month maybe, I'm usually the one doing all the work. She doesn't like giving oral, doesn't really try new things. It's made me resentful and bitter. I almost forget marrying into it, but I thought the second guessing and indecision before getting married was just cold feet. Of course, I'm a man and love physical anything, and I'm literally starving for it. So much so, I've even created an anonymous Tinder account just in hopes of someone potentially giving me some attention compliment telling me I'm good looking or whatever. I have no intention to cheat, of course. I just need that verbal desire or someone wanting me. How should I go forward? Okay, and not wow to you, dude. Like, wow to everything because, ladies, gentlemen, anyone fucking listening, do you see what, and I'm not, I'm not saying what this guy is doing is right, seeking attention elsewhere, but like, you not doing anything, whether it's like not wrong, you're not cheating, you're not straying, but you completely neglecting the physical part of your relationship will have consequences. That will have consequences. And I know there's people being like, wait, but what about why? Where's the why? Why are they not being intimate? So that's on him and her to figure out. So that's my advice, obviously, is to find out the why. But I mean, There's only so much you can do until someone's not going to compromise and stay completely stagnant. And then either people stay for to have the family on paper and live these sneaky hidden lives apart from each other, or they can communicate and talk about what they're going to do about it. Like, this isn't going to work like this. So this is what's going to happen or this is what's going to happen. Like, get some options. Some people choose to have an open marriage because they want to stay together for whatever reasons, the kids, and they don't think that they will make each other happy intimately. I mean, you got to do what works for you and her and your family. Your kids are a big priority, obviously, because they are now a part of the picture and they're not going anywhere for a very long time. But I will say for anyone listening who maybe is in a relationship and contemplating marriage and they have what you were talking about, like the indecisiveness and the second guessing, all the things that you second guess about before your marriage are only going to be amplified, highlighted, and become worse and looming while you're married like you're gonna have to deal with it now or later and they it progresses usually so always remember that always know that and don't forget the definition of insanity which is doing something the same way over and over expecting something to be different to change so you're not gonna wake up one day and she's gonna be like mad horny for you maybe if she like went and secretly cheated on you and then she feels guilty and now she's like ready to throw herself into the relationship or that could be you one of the two you're the one making the anonymous tinder account and you know 
that's your ego. That's all your ego. But how I view it is what you're doing like in your head and the little actions you're making outside of your marriage around it, they're going to gain momentum. So basically you've chosen your path. You're manifesting your reality, which is probably going to be infidelity. So maybe I sound super negative, but that is the God's honest truth because it doesn't make sense to say, you know, you've created this anonymous just to get the ego stroking with no intention to cheat. Because if your situation at home does not change and all of your intention is not there because you've decided that it's hopeless, so you're out elsewhere hoping that something will change at home and it'll all get better. And the only person you're in control of is yourself. So you can communicate what you need, what you expect, what you want and let's do something about it and say, you know, open your heart. Like when you're fucking married, you know, you can play that card. Be like, bitch, you took vows. Don't say bitch. But try to, <laughs> don't say bitch. Be really nice. Be really, really nice. But you are going to end up cheating if you stay doing what you're doing because it will evolve it will evolve. I would bet from how you're talking or what you're saying, your marriage has just gotten more stale over time. So, you know, over time, this is going to change too. Okay, let's somersault on over to listener question numero dos. I just found your podcast and I love it. I have been married since I was 20 and I'm now 26. I love how real your take is and I wanted to ask two things. One is, can you talk about how couples should talk about their childhood? Amen, sister. And I don't just mean what happened, but how it felt when things happened because that gives so much insight into the other person's mindset as well as of a bunch a bunch of other shit. Second is what talk toxic advice do you have for me? I love my husband and our marriage, but sometimes he gets moody and just turns into a dick and seems less interested in me. Granted, I need a lot of attention. Me too. So I don't want to be naggy, desperate, or annoying. So how do I get him back to being obsessed with me without him noticing and me nagging or starting a fight? Well, I think as far as the childhood thing, spot on. This girl is super cool because I talked to this listener who asked this question. Such a good vibe, intelligent, and married, has a child. She was very young when she got married, and she is actually going to record with me next week, and we are going to give you guys the female perspective. And for the ladies, this will just be some fucking good girl talk. She's a Scorpio. I'm a Libra. I'm a Libra sun Scorpio rising. So it's just a beautiful little combination. And I think everyone's going to like it. And we're just going to perpetuate that this is a safe space for us all to shoot our shit. And who doesn't want to hear about someone else's sex life? Because raise your hand. I always do. I always do. So I totally skipped over her question because we're probably going to talk about it together. But I'm going to get down to the bottom and address the toxic advice part because that sounds fun. I would say if you want to at least get their attention, because I don't know like the ins and outs, so I don't know what 
how why you resent each other, what y'all fight about, what the main thing you'll fight about is, like that kind of the emo stuff. So that stuff does matter. But if we're just talking generally speaking, how to make them like perk up a little bit, like arouse some suspicion and jealousy, start a harmless fight where it just affirms how much they love you, you know, and like that toxic needing validation way guilty then you know I always suggest the 80 20 split where if you're just change your behavior completely change your behavior and no I'm kidding but alter it enough where maybe he like notices and if he doesn't ever fucking notice then he is emotionally unintelligent but you might have to go a little harder and get busy plan something when you wouldn't normally plan something. Stop being predictable and like that if you constantly need him. This is coming because this is how I am and I know like if I'm needing something usually or if I'm always going to like tell him this, this, and this, I'll like not tell him this, this, and this and wait until he asks me, you know? That's really sad and pathetic and concerning maybe, but sometimes it's the warm hug that you need that you're not getting you know you could just be like can you hug me but instead you might want to be a little manipulative if you're like needy like me in the way where you're always available and down to have sex then reject him and pull the tired card obviously if you're a girl always like needing to pull that card or pulling that card whatever then obviously that's not going to work for you you're gonna have to try something different maybe be a super slut one night and he's gonna be like what the hell got into her take up a new hobby join a book club join an art class get your own fucking life is basically what i'm saying to any girl that is like how can i make him want me more now what about the moms we're like wait a second and i know who i'm addressing specifically right now who's gonna talk with me next week she's a mom So we can't just like drop our baby and go do us. We can't like plop them in the little couch at the nail salon and say, chill right there while mommy gets her nails done. I wish we could, but we can't. We have to get creative because we have a routine that our men know. Our men, if you are a stay-at-home mom with a kid, your man is like, yeah, she's fucking there. Like I know where she's at. She's fucking watching my kids all fucking day. So you're going to have to, you know, Google a new sex move or something. You're going to need to go buy a wig. You're going to need to send him the most disgusting nude you've ever fucking sent him. Ooh, I got a good one. I got a good one. If you have cameras, let the camera die and act like you have no urgency to charge it. You don't care. So he can't see when you come and go and you like it like that when really you've never left. You wanted toxic. I'm giving you toxic. Okay, well, we're going to have fun talking next week. My last question, and it's short and it's sweet, and I'm sure I'm going to offend so many people and I'm really scared. I heard your podcast about penis size. You describe them as micro, small, average, and big. (laughs) Did I? But never gave any sizes and inches. What do you consider those sizes and inches? Holy shitballs. I literally only go off of google okay the bible okay so why is there a fucking motorcycle just chilling right there hmm hmm 
Okay, I deeply apologize. Average five inches, right? Don't they say it's 5.2 inches? So I would assume anything above that is above average. Anything below that is below average. If you're hovering like the five and then like 5.4, you're just like average, okay? And then if you are smaller than, like if I can't feel it going in my vagina, if I'm like, is it in? I would consider that very small, close to micro. But just to cover my ass, when I googled micro penis size, it would say that it is defined as a penis as three and two thirds inches or less. So wow, you know, but when I Google image, when I Google image micro penis, I see a man's jeans with, yeah, mm-hmm, it is, it is very tiny. Uh, but the ones I've actually seen pictured, not described, are very, very small. Almost like half of my thumb, including the nail. Like I'm going to, I'm looking at the whole thing. But you know what? We, there's love for everybody. There's somebody out there for everyone. So don't think I just shit on the micro penis. I was gonna say maybe that's equivalent to having no boobs. I have fake boobs, so I had no boobs, but it's not. I would say probably having a micro penis is worse than having really small boobs because there are some guys that really love small boobs. So I don't know how many women really love micro penises, and I'm not gonna take that poll. Okay, but to any of you with like four or five inches and you're bitching, just stop. Okay, you are loved. There's a woman that's gonna slob on your knob and be super into it. So just cheer up, Charlie. Okay, that's all for the listener questions. I will see you fucking freaks next Monday. If you wanna support me, you can go to the link in my bio. Follow, subscribe, review, send me an anonymous confess request, whatever. I do do a ton of polls on the Instagram and I'm sharing all your dirty answers all the time. So go follow over there. It's fun. You can also buy me a beer and it's actually going to probably buy me a cup of coffee because a bitch is tired. And y'all stay tuned because exciting, fun things are coming. I am interviewing some really cool people next week two different people that i know you're fucking gonna love so some cool content's coming next monday we're going to talk about all of y'all's weird ass kinks and fetishes in depth and your fucking favorite the famous audio erotica so what are we gonna do lesbians pegging bdsm what do you want let me know see you next week bye